Listener Production. Please leave your message after the tone. Why am I jealous of my ex? I am so stressed all the time. How do I get into a routine? Is TikTok making me anxious? I think I'm being manipulated. Someone told me you could live with half a brain. This is Do You Fucking Mind? Mindset Hacks for a Badass Life. Hosted by me, Alexis Fernandez. Hello, my beautiful beings, and welcome to the episode of today. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the concept of marginal gains. And I actually got the idea of talking about this concept. Well, I've heard about it before, and it's also referred to, like in the book Atomic Habits, this um, theory is referenced as well. If you haven't read the book Atomic Habits, highly recommend. Great read. Um, So basically the other day, actually yesterday, as to when I'm recording this thing, I was on the Gold Coast and I was doing a talk for my friend Lucy. She's just released um, or re-released her app, which is an organization app called Basic Girls Guide or BGG. And in the re-release of the app, she did a little event and I spoke at the event about how to structure goals and how to set your goals and how to do all of that. And we had a lot of like Q&A and all of that. So it was really good to get insight into how a lot of people structure their goal settings and what are their biggest roadblocks into getting to where they want to get to. So even though this isn't really completely about goal setting, it's more about changing the small things in your life to get big changes later. I really wanted to talk about marginal gains and like the marginal gains theory, because this can be applied to any area of your life. I'm talking about, well, I mean, this theory came about working with high performance athletes but you can apply this to your career. You can apply this to your your money management, your relationships, your health, your mental health, your routines, your any aspect of your life can be improved by doing something so simple as marginal gains. Okay. So let's kind of dive into the idea around marginal gains. So there's this guy called Sir David Brailsford, obviously British. He's a sir. Love that so much for him. Well, I don't know if that's obvious, but he is definitely British. Sir David Brailsford. And he is the one that coined the term or he came up with the concept of marginal gains and how pretty much that is the thing that can create the most amount of success. And this guy used it in sport. This man worked as a performance director for the British cycling team during the 2004 Beijing Games and in the lead up to that, obviously. And they went on to win two gold medals in cycling. And then they also won a whole bunch of other medals, like some huge amount. Um, I think I've got it written down. Um, in other world championships and other cycling races outside of the Olympics in different modalities of cycling, like, you know, not just sprint or endurance, but everything. And from 2003 to 2013, here we go, the British cyclists won 59 world championships across different styles of racing. So that's huge, massive. And before that, they were not known to be like one of the best teams in the world. They had had like a really, really, really long dry spell. So what is going on? What's this guy's deal? Why is it that he was able to get such improved performance across all the athletes in cycling for the British team? So the concept here is to break down every aspect of what it is that you're doing. So for the cyclists, it was, you know, how they recovered, how they ate, their health, it obviously how they trained, what they wore, 
every single aspect of performance, if you were to compartmentalize it and break it apart and have it all out in front of you, if you were to improve each of those things just by 1%, when you put it all together, you get a significant improvement enough to obviously win new championships or enough to boost your performance overall quite substantially. So I wanted to use that theory and get you to apply it to your life. And the beauty about this is that you can start doing this today. Now, what I love about this is that you're using this to look at your life holistically. So often when people are trying to improve an area of their life. They just look at that one area. Let's say that you're someone who's trying to hit some massive goals in your career. You'll likely, for a lot of people, just be focusing on the career aspect of the goal. I need to work at this harder. I need to put in longer hours. I need to this, that, that, But with a lot of things in life, it's not completely compartmentalized. A lot of things in your life do bleed into other areas. For example, with the British cycling team, one of the things that he did was to teach the cyclists how to properly, properly wash their hands to reduce the amount of times that the athletes got sick. Okay. So that's something that doesn't seem to be related at all, but we're talking about 1% gains across the board in everything you could possibly think of. There's going to be things that you don't even think of and that's fine, but the more, the better. So if you're looking at your career, for example, how many things would impact your performance in your career that are completely outside of your career? Obviously your mental health, your sleep, your, you know, your attention span, your, how you, you know, delegate your time, time management, attention management, your relationship, everything is going to impact your performance at work. Okay. And the same goes for the other way around. If you're looking at trying to improve your mental health, it's not just looking at your thoughts and really trying to break down your thoughts and doing cognitive behavior therapy and doing all of that. While that is extremely beneficial, there's so many additional things you can be doing that are outside of that, that will positively impact your mental health. Okay. So you can think of any facet of your life that you would like to improve. And that could actually be improved by tweaking things in all the other areas of your life that are seemingly unrelated. It is so easy to do. It is so achievable for anyone to do. I'm going to break down a whole bunch of categories for you that you can look into. And for ed- every category that I mentioned, I'm going to give you a possibility of what you could do to, you know, change or alter or do something different. And out of all the things that I'm going to tell you of what you can do and how you can improve it by 1% or more than 1%, you are going to realize that in every single suggestion that I give you, none of it requires needing more resources than you already have. None of it requires help from other people. None of it requires a new skill that you don't already have. And it also does not require money. So there's literally no reason why you can't start doing these tiny, tiny incremental improvements in all areas of your life. And the numbers are really crazy on this because um, I was actually reading an article by the guy that wrote Atomic Habits. His name's James Clear legend. I think he's got a blog. Well, this article definitely was in a blog format, but basically what he says in this article is that if you were to focus on making 1% improvements on your day overall, and we're just talking about 1%, within one year, 365 days, you are around 37 times better than when you started off. Obviously, this is a lot easier to measure in some things versus other things. 
but it gives you a really good understanding of how much improvement can be made by making these tiny, tiny, tiny improvements every single day. And we're talking 1%. Some of these improvements that I'm going to be suggesting are going to give you much more than 1% benefits, okay? Or like a lot higher than 1% in benefits. But on the flip side, if you were to decline by 1% every single day for a year, then you're going to be dropping down lower and lower and lower to borderline the baseline of near zero, which is where not much is happening at all. So we don't really decline. If you look at most of your areas in your life, we don't really decline obviously to that extent. Otherwise you'd not be doing much with your life if that's the case. But a good way of looking at this is, and I can speak from personal experience with this. When you get kind of shaken in your life by something that happens, whether it's like the loss of a dream, which is a whole episode that I need to do about dealing with the loss of a dream, whether it's a huge one, obviously is a breakup, heartbreak, um, loss of anything, um, loss of identity, something really awful happened. You got fired, you, whatever. When you're dealing with that, everything else in your life kind of gets pushed off to the side and is no longer a priority. And then when you try and like re-enter your normal life or reality, as you like to call it, it kind of feels like you're starting from zero. And I've felt that as well. It feels like I look at every area of my life and I think, well, not only am I starting from scratch emotionally, but it feels like I'm starting from scratch in all these other areas. So this is a kind of a good analogy to look at it. Like when you stop doing something, when you're not improving, you know what it feels like. It feels like I, I am starting from, this is a baseline now and I'm starting from the bottom and I've got to work my way back up. So even though we're not decreasing by 1% every day, if you get something that absolutely rocks you, that's what it kind of feels like. The beauty of it is like every single thing that I talk about or most of the things I talk about, something can be done to change this, to alter it. Where you are right now will be completely different to where you will be in one year if you just implement this extremely basic concept. The first thing, how do we do it? The first thing I want you to do is to identify all the different areas in your life. The more categories you have, the more meaningful, measurable categories that you have, the more 1% improvements you can make across the board. And there's going to be some that are a lot easier to measure than others, but write all the categories down anyway. I've got a whole bunch that I'm going to read out and I want you to write these down ideally now. But if you're driving, obviously when you have a moment, come back to this point in the episode, it's you're going to write these down. And then I want you to add as many more that you can think of that applies to your life. So let's go. We've got your health. We've got your nighttime wind down routine, sleep quality and duration, morning routine, your use of technology, the words you say to yourself, procrastinating, how you go about procrastinating and how often you do it, what you feed your body, what your current stress levels are overall in all areas, what is currently wasting your time right now in your life? Where do you waste a lot of time? What content you choose to entertain yourself with and what mood that sets for you? Your exercise, how you, or how you move your body, time management, attention management, 
and also how you tackle your to-do lists and your tasks. Now, I've scraped the surface here. There are so many, so many other areas, but notice how I'm not saying career, finance, relationships, like they're, they're way too broad. We're, we're bringing it, we're breaking it down and then breaking it down further and then breaking it down further. You can go a lot more specific than this, but I was trying to give you topics that you could kind of expand on in a way that suits your personal scenario. Okay. So I just mentioned 15 things in this list, but if you can come up with just even 10 to begin with, I'll be, I'll be so thrilled. If you can come up with way more, great. And the beauty of this is you don't have to make improvements on every single thing, every single day, but it's good to write down as many categories as possible and see what you can start changing from today. Okay. Now, if you're someone, and this is so huge, and this is what I kind of, I spoke to some people at the event that I spoke at yesterday who would talk about these big goals that they want to achieve or these massive changes that they want to do. And we all get really caught up in this big goal. And I think it's important to identify the goal that you want to have, identify the changes that you want in your life. But I think it's also really crucial to be able to be like, all right, this is the goal but also how am I improving all the little tiny things in my day every single day? Tony Robbins has this really great quote in a document, his Netflix documentary, and he says to this guy, you overestimate what you can do in a year and you underestimate what you can do in 10 years. And I think that can be applied to any time frame. I think so many of us really overestimate what we can do in like a one-month time frame and we set the bar so fucking high for a short time period and then it becomes so difficult. It's so out of our comfort zone. We're really trying, but it's really hard. And then we get disheartened and then we regress versus if you were like, I can still have the same goal, but maybe if I stretch it out a little bit, maybe if I allow myself to adapt at each phase as I go along, maybe this can be a lasting change. And maybe I can really make not only this change, but much bigger changes in my life if I were to be patient and take the time and focus on the small things. And I bang on about it all the time, but it's always going to be the little things. Always. It's going to be the little things that equal the massive results. If I look at where I have succeeded in my life, it is thanks to the daily chipping away at something that has led to something else. Even the things that kind of went, you know, because I talk about the success of my podcast and how I was able to generate an income off it in a relatively short amount of time. And it seems like an overnight success as far as, you know, you know, if you want to generate income from a podcast, it seems like, wow, that was done really quickly. But everything in the lead up to that was these tiny chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, years of study, years of wanting to do acting and, and, you know, getting on a stage and performing and not being nervous. There's so much that went down where I was crafting a skill, crafting a skill, crafting a skill. And it looked like it was kind of overnight, but it really was not. It was these daily efforts, daily, tiny chipping away, chipping away. Like when I would study, it felt like, oh, I can't, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of situation. And then that's what's going to happen for you. When you start doing these little things where you're chipping away, eventually something's going to be birthed that it's like, whoa, this kind of accelerated really quickly. But it wasn't quick. You built up to that you know, the, the, the bang at the end, the big, oh my God, this kind of, you know, it was a big success or it kind of like took off and whatever. 
That is due to you building up to it in all these other areas of your life, even in skills that might seem unrelated now. That's why I look at a lot of the quote unquote failures that I've had with, you know, businesses that I tried to start or side hustles or blogs or vlogs or all these things that I tried to start. I'd never look at it as a waste because I genuinely think that all these things that I put effort to in the past are now contributing to what I'm doing now. So even though a year sounds like a lot, It really is not because I want you to think about where were you one year ago? What were you doing one year ago? And it doesn't feel like that long ago, at least for most people that I speak to and definitely for myself. One year ago is not that long ago. So if you can think, okay, instead of setting all these goals to happen in a month, and if it happens in a month, that's fucking awesome for you. But if I have the aim to be like, all right, what if I look at it as a one-year timeline, but it becomes a permanent change? Of course you do it because a year is not much in the scheme of things. And to make all these tiny changes with your habits, with your behaviors, with your personality, with your relationships, one year, that's a decent amount of time, but it's also not that long in the scheme of everything else. So I want you to change how you look at achieving your goals. Some are going to happen a lot faster. Some are going to happen a lot slower, but you've got to be thinking, I want to make these incremental changes all the time. And I know that this applies to most people because for most people, we will set a massive goal, try and hit it, it gets too hard, and then we regress back. So as I said before, I had, with that list that I wrote, I'm going to now write something that you can do next to that list. Now, you don't have to write this one down. This is just giving you an idea of what you can do. However, if they resonate with you, for sure, jot it down. Okay, so let's begin with your nighttime and wind down routine something very basic, which is like a 1%, it's probably even more than 1% change, is no phone 10 minutes before your ideal sleep time. Another thing that you could do is just identify an ideal sleep time and stick to it. Like you're in bed, the light is switched off at this time. It might take a while for you to regulate and fall asleep at that time, but you're, you're creating a bit of a routine. Is it 9.30? Is it 10? Is it 9? When, when, when do you want to go to bed? That's tiny but you're going to see later on how that massively impacts your life moving forward. The next one is sleep quality and duration. There's so many things you can start doing to improve your sleep quality. One tiny thing is make sure the temperature is a little bit cooler. If you don't have aircon, use a fan. If you don't have a fan, have a sheet instead of a doona. If you don't like that, maybe you know, wear something a lot lighter than what you normally would wear. There's so many things you can do to just make your your body temperature a little bit cooler to help you fall asleep. That's one thing. Another thing is, like I said before, set the same sleep time each night. Another one is make sure that for the hour leading up to bed, there's no bright screen lights. So instead do, you know, audio books, read a book, whatever. There's so many little things that you can do within your sleep. And I've got entire episodes on sleep quality and all of that. But if you can do 1% a day or even a week to be improving your sleep, it will absolutely transform your life. Another one, the next one is morning routine. How can you improve your morning routine? To start with, just have two tasks that you do each morning the moment you wake up back to back that there's no confusing, there's no, oh, but this morning got, no, and make them really, really basic. So if you have already started the morning routine that I've told you to start, love that for you. There's always ways that you can improve it by 1%. But if you've never started it, your morning routine would be like, wake up, have a glass of water, and then get out of bed without hitting the snooze. Or wake up, have a glass of water, and straight away put on your trainers because you're about to go for a walk. Wake up, 
meditate. A glass of water, meditate. And I always say glass of water because it's a re- you, it's so good to hydrate your brain. First thing in the morning, it helps you wake up. It helps you feel better. I always have a glass of water when I wake up and you, you can't get much easier than drinking a glass of water when the first thing when you wake up. So that's a really basic but tiny improvement that you can implement tomorrow moving forward. The next one is your use of technology. So a really basic one is the first hour of the day no emails, no social media. The first 30 minutes of your day, if you're someone that's like, I can't do it now, first 30 minutes of your day, you should be busy doing the morning routine that I've set for you. So you should be, in the first 30 minutes of your day, there should be no need to look at your phone. You should be getting up, having the water, going, washing your face, putting your clothes on, ideally, ideally if you can, getting outside, no social media, easy, right? There's all There's heaps of other ways that you can, alter how you use your technology. Like you could, you know, if you start time blocking, you're only using your technology in the gaps in between. You're not using your, and when I talk about technology, I'm mainly talking about things that pull your attention, like social media apps and things like that. But there's all all kinds of technology that's going to pull your attention. But how can you do these tiny, tiny, tiny incremental things? Another thing is setting those timers, those automatic timers that have a thing on your screen that says you've been using your this app for five or 10 minutes. You can definitely do that. The next one is the words you say to yourself. This is a really easy one to implement. Every time you say something negative to yourself, just note it or become aware, or you could put a tally down in the notes app of your phone. Or if you're not using your technology and you don't want to use your phone, you can just write it down in a little diary or even just become aware saying, oh, I've said out loud or say it in your head. You said, this is a negative statement to myself. You don't even have to start improving it or changing it yet. Just acknowledging it, just naming it raises awareness and it snaps you out of these subconscious patterns and it brings you to like, oh, this is now a conscious operation that's going on. Instead of it being like, oh, I've noticed it, I'm naming it. You don't have to be doing any like deep work. You don't have to be, because then the next step from that is to then once you're aware of it, counter it with a different thought, counter it with a better thought, neutralize that thought. There's so many things that you can do. But that's a great minor but very, very, very beneficial change. It's just naming it, becoming aware. The next category is um, procrastinating. Even if you didn't procrastinate on one thing that you normally do a day, that's a huge improvement long-term. A good way to look at procrastinating is if the task takes less than three to four minutes, do it now. Because I understand, I definitely understand the tasks that are longer because you start thinking in your head, you come up with all these excuses of now I've got to restructure how, what I thought I was going to do. Now I've got to do this. I've got to get on the phone to these people and this, you know, they could have me on hold for this long. So I might as well do it. Blah, 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 blah. But if something takes three, four minutes, there's no reason why you can't do it now. So a great one is putting on a load of washing. If you're about to leave the house and you're like, I could put on that load of washing because I'm going to be back in an hour. I could do it now do it, right? That's a, that is a great 1% change. Cause when you start getting into the habit of identifying the short tasks and just getting it done, when you normally would have procrastinated, I'm not talking about tasks that you never procrastinate on, I'm talking about something that you normally regularly put off. The same goes for, I don't know how long it takes you to unload a dishwasher, but doing that or stacking the dishwasher, just putting those plates in the dishwasher. Don't put them in the sink, put them in the dishwasher. Don't leave your toothbrush and toothpaste out. Put it away. Tiny, 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 tiny tasks. This is the 1% that I'm talking about. Fold your fucking sweatpants before you put them 
in the, you know, don't crunch them up in a bowl and throw them down. Put them in the washing basket. There's so many tiny tasks. When you get out of bed, are you making your bed or not? And then when you've made your bed, does it actually elevate your mood? Because it definitely elevates my mood. I think there's something to be said for declutter. If you have physical clutter, there's clutter in your mind. So there's so many tasks that we procrastinate on that cause clutter, which then cause clutter in the mind, which then actually wastes your time that you could be tackling today. Today, that will start to change your life. Think about where you'll be in one year's time if every task that took three minutes or four minutes or less, you just quickly did in the moment. You'd be a different person altogether. Just that one alone, you, you've rebranded yourself altogether. The next one is what you feed your body. A basic one is increase your water intake. It could be the first glass of water in the morning. There you're hitting, you know, that's two birds with one stone. One glass of water in the morning, if you don't normally do it, huge, huge benefits. It could be um, maybe you want to start taking magnesium so you can help with your recovery if you exercise often. Magnesium is great in general. Maybe you want to start taking magnesium. Maybe you want to start taking more L-theanine. I've got a whole brain fact about L-theanine and how good it is. Matcha tea, green tea, high levels of L-theanine. It's brilliant. It's neuroprotective. It is a stimulant while calming you down. It's unbelievable. Um one glass, one cup of green tea in the morning. That's a huge, that's more than a 1% change. That's a massive percent change. You can start doing that every single day. Um, and then of course you can look at your food, but obviously for a lot of people, that's a much bigger thing to tackle. And I'm talking about tiny, tiny 1% changes. So by all means, look at your food. But if you want to make it really simple and start making these tiny changes, use what I just said, your stress levels. So one way to reduce your stress levels is to say no to one thing a week that that genuinely you 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 know you don't have the capacity for and you'll start really learning just that one no how to prioritize yourself and it's also like when you're not trying to triple book yourself if you've got three things back to back it's not that you're sitting at home doing nothing being like oh Alexis told me to say no to this thing that I really want to go to like fuck that go to the thing but if you've got an event that you want to go to and your friend invites you to have a coffee just before that event but you're really stretched for time and you really want to have the, maybe say, hey, instead of coffee, let's do something tomorrow where I've got time to actually sit and talk to you. Something like that. Or saying no to the event. Just saying no to something that you know is going to reduce your stress levels. Another great way of reducing your stress levels, again, is doing something minor, the procrastination task, not procrastinating on something minor so it helps your future self so you've got less stress for your future self because every time you try and put something off for now thinking I'm overwhelmed, you're then creating not just the same amount of work for you later but more work. If I take my shirt off and fold it and put it away, that took me probably 10 seconds, maybe less than 10 seconds. Not only does it get the job done now but then next time I have to take off what I'm wearing and put it away and I've got to take off that thing that I've crunched up into a ball on the floor and also put that away. So I've created twice as much work for me. My mom's got a saying in Spanish called el aragan trabaja el doble, which is the lazy person works twice as hard. And that is so fucking true. And she used to say that to me all the time. So my mom's like the ultimate. She will never procrastinate on anything. And it used to grind my gears because I'm like, why can't you be normal? Why can't you just procrastinate like the rest of us? So, it, so that way, you know, because then it got annoying because then she had every leg to stand on when she'd lecture us about procrastinating because she never did it. So she really could preach it. But it's so true. Every time you put something off because you've procrastinated, you don't just 
move the task. You make, you, you actually increase the workload for yourself. So when it comes to reducing your stress, what is a tiny thing I can do now that's going to make it a little bit better for me later? If I come home, do I want the home to be a little bit organized or do I want it to be a fucking shambles, a shit show? Do I feel good when my home is a shit show? No. Well, I don't. I would imagine. Can you imagine? I'd love someone to write in and say, Alexis, I love mess. I love clutter. I love all of this. Hoarders. Why do you think people hoard? Do you think they want to live in that? It's literally, it is a disorder. Okay. It's because they've got so much going on emotionally. They've got a lot of emotional issues that then cause this behavior. Okay. So it's all linked to mental health as well and to your mind. So the clearer you can be, and I think it works both ways. I think if you start working on clearing the clutter in tiny things, then you're also going to help clearing your mind. Anyway, I'm going on a fucking tangent here. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, what is currently wasting your time right now in your life? I don't know what that could be, but obviously, you know, maybe you, you waste a lot of time because you don't have a routine in the morning. So you end up umming and ahhing and back and forth and back and forth instead of having a routine. Maybe it could be that you spend too much time on your phone. Maybe it could be that when you're going to watch a movie, you spend 30 minutes watching a movie uh, 30 minutes trying to find a movie that by the time you start the movie, you've pushed back how long you wanted to dedicate watching TV, little things like that. Okay. Also for the movie one, a really good thing to do is to ask your friends for recommendations, ask people for records and just have a list on your phone. And when you sit down, instead of scrolling aimlessly, go to the list, find the movie, bang, select the movie. Okay. Because it's this false thing that endless options are great. I find that when I don't have many options, I'm more happy with the option. Like I can sit down and watch free to air TV if there's no option of like a streaming service and I'm thrilled with what there is to watch because I don't have the quote unquote luxury of choices. Okay. So limit your choices on certain things. That could be one thing. Um, your exercise, how you choose to exercise your body. Here's a really basic one. Get your heart rate up for 60 seconds a day, if nothing else. 60 seconds a day. You could do that as you're listening to this right now. Set a timer on your phone. Just count it in your head as you're listening to me right now. Get your heart rate up for 60 seconds. There is no reason why you can't do that. And everyone's version of heart rate up is very different, but you know what it feels like. And that alone is enough to improve your brain health dramatically over a long period of time. So that's a huge one. And that's more than 1%, but it feels like 1%. And then time management, maybe you can do one time block a day, even if it's a 20 minute time block, who cares how short it is, but just time block where you're not being distracted. That's a great one. The same goes for attention management, how you tackle your to-do lists, start by identifying what is most important on that to-do list. Even if you don't do the most important thing first, just the act of identifying, this is actually the most important thing. This is the thing that's going to create the most change in my life. This is the thing that really means something to me, but I'm going to do all the other shit. So it's really good to be like, that's important. And then you'll slowly start to do that thing that's the most important because you're getting pulled to do that because you're so aware of it. So just becoming aware of it is 1% difference. Um, yeah, so that's the list. And there's a whole bunch of examples that you can do to make these 1% changes for yourself on a daily basis. Now, like I said, in that list, in all those improvements, nothing that I said requires you getting a membership somewhere, spending money, needing more resources, having to learn something from scratch, having to acquire a new skill, 
needing someone else to help you do it. Nothing, 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 not one improvement that I mentioned puts the power in, in, in some other thing where you say, oh, I'm actually powerless to do that thing. Impossible. Everything that I've said is something that you can, to an extent, do. And most of it is to a total extent, do completely on your own. You don't have to wait for your partner to do it. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Everything can be done with what you have right now. That's the beauty of these incremental marginal gains. So much of it is within your control. It's not what you can do. It's what you will do. There is so much that you can do, but why aren't you doing it? There's so many reasons why you're not doing it. So now it comes down to what am I actually going to do? Because I could look at all the things I'm capable of doing. I could quit my podcast and become a lawyer. I could decide that I'm going to run a marathon and like put everything. I actually would like to run a marathon, but put, put all my resources into that and make it happen, you know, this year. I, you know, there's so many things I could do, but what am I actually going to do? And let's focus on that. The same goes for you. Stop thinking about, oh, I could do this. I could do that. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Fuck that. What are you going to do? And what are you going to do today? because it is up to you. And everything I mentioned to you is completely up to you. That's the beauty of it. And start today. Even if you're listening to this in the evening, there's 1%, 1% of one thing that you can do today, right now, before bed, that is going to start to change the tra trajectory. Make this day one of 365 and see how you go. Get a blank diary and write down what were the 1% changes that you made every single day. And if you can make these 1% changes in the same category and improve it every single day for 365 days, that's awesome. But even if you're going across categories and doing an improvement here and improvement there and improvement there and putting it together, okay? So we're not, I'm not expecting you to be like, all right, you've got to take this one thing and improve that one thing every single day. There's got to be unimprovement and build and build and build. No, I'm talking about little improvements across different categories. As long as you sustain that improvement, that's the main thing. You've got to, it's got to be sustainable. And because they're so marginal, they're, they seem insignificant. And because it seems insignificant, of course it's sustainable. You're not changing anything drastic in your life. It's easy. So then it's doable. This will be one of the biggest forms of self-love for yourself. This incremental marginal gains is showing yourself, I'm worth doing this. And I love the idea of if you can, and if you have the patience of writing down what were, what were the changes that you made that day. And if you don't do it every day, again, that is fine. It's just that when you do implement a change, try and make that change lasting. And you can do a, a, a thing where you do no two days off in a row. So even if you have a day off, it's fine. But if you took yesterday off implementing a minor change, then you can't take today off. And if you're going to do today, then you've got a bit of leeway for, for yesterday. And that's the beauty of having no two days off in a row. It's a lot you know, you're not being so strict on yourself, but you're strict enough that at least you're you're hitting that 50% strike rate. Okay, good times. That is the episode of today. Hopefully this has inspired you to make some changes in your day, some changes in your life. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Love you guys so much. And as always, remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to your brain. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke. Listener.